Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Barefield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing today? Hey, Happy New Year to everybody. This is our first year uh, show of 2019. So, you know, hopefully everybody was able to bring in the new year with the loved ones, the family, the friends, or the jump-offs, or side chicks, or whatever it is, the significant others. But hopefully y'all was able to bring it in, bring that 2019 in with the bang. So, uh, you know, we definitely uh, hope y'all uh, have recovered, because today is January the 2nd, and, you know, some of us had to go back to work. And I know I was all discombobulated my first day back to work today. But, uh, uh, yeah, BB, man, how, how, how you been, bro? I've been good, man. I can't complain at all. Not not one bit, man. I'm uh, I'm blessed. So that's all I can say. We all are, man. So so those of y'all who don't know my battle brother, my battle buddy, Mr. Brian Bearfield, he's out there in the great state of Houston, Texas, or the great country of Houston, Texas, as they like to call it out there. Uh, no, we call it the United States of Texas, bro. The United States of Texas, excuse me. As I would be. <laughs> As I was, the United States of Texas, <laughs> and I am actually out here in Las Vegas. So you got two different dudes, two different Army veterans, two different sports colonists uh, out here in two different regions that uh, put together our brains and wits in one night, and we're having the podcast in two different locations on one show. So with that being said, man, I just want to kind of give a new, you know, kind of throw our new listeners in, uh, BBM, just letting them know how, how the logistics of things go, go hand in hand, man. So... Uh, Man, first thing we got to talk about, man, I know I know this is our first year, you know, our first show 2019, so I definitely want to get the listeners a couple of, you know, a couple of heaters and some hot takes that's been going on, because there's a lot, man, that we could talk about. But one thing I think that got uh, everybody going crazy, man, was I believe it was, uh, I think it was about four or five days ago on uh, that uh, subscription show, LeBron James, uh, More Than Athlete, where he basically outright said that... Uh, the championship game of where he was down 3-1 against the Golden State Warriors was his defining moment that made him become the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, you know, I, 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 I to this day, BB, cannot watch any of those highlights of that series. Everybody knows me. I am a diehard Golden State Warrior. Kyrie Irving hit that game winning three. Still, I feel a little bit of my soul um, sucked out of my body. Uh, uh, after that day, so I haven't been the same person after that day, man. So, uh, what was your thoughts on that? For him to be just to kind of outright say that he was the greatest basketball player of all time, man. So here's the thing, bro. You said that you you can't you can't watch that. I can't watch the Western Conference Finals from that year where because uh, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a diehard Oklahoma City Thunder mm-hmm. fan, and they lost a three one lead themselves to the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's hard for me to go back in there. I think if that's, if I'm not mistaken, uh, what was it, game five or game six when Clay went off against them? I think it was game five where Clay went off for like 30, like 40, either 35 or 37 points or something like that. It just wasn't missing a shot at all, man. He was so hot. And so, but, um, so here's my thing when it comes to, uh, when it comes to LeBron James. I have LeBron James down as my greatest of all time. I think he is. The greatest of all time, just by you know what what he's done, how, how he's um, you know totally changed his position. One, two, um, how he changed the dynamics once he's on the floor. Like you have to pay attention to him. You can't just pay attention to him with one person. You have to send multiple people at him, or he will. And even at his age right now, I think he. Well, LeBron just turned thirty-four. Yeah, he turned um, thirty-four on, on Sunday. Oh yeah. So um, even at even at at age 34 with having like uh 54 year 54 years worth of basketball on his body um it's it's one of those things where you cannot just discount him being on the floor and what he brings to the game um so that's why i have him as my greatest of all time my problem is is that you don't have to tell everybody lebron you let people you let other people talk about it you don't fall into that trap and, and let you know and you start saying that i never heard kobe say it I never heard Jordan say it. Jordan would always say it was disrespectful to the people who came before him to say that 
you know, that he's the greatest of all time. He also mentioned, you know, it's a different era. He, he paid homage to the people that paved the way for him. And LeBron does that too, but you can't you can't come in and say that you're, you know, let, let people say LeBron, you don't say it. Plus, my thing is, LeBron, um, you, if you really want to break it down, that series, you know, you 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 did right. I'm not going to even lie to you. You did what it took to get your team to win by baiting in Draymond Green. You 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 baited him into having that type of attitude, and you knew that he was on the brink of being suspended. Which I blame Kiki Vandeweghe for that series too, because if he would have suspended uh, Draymond Green when he was actually supposed to be suspended, which was the Western Conference Finals, when he kicked Sam Adams. Then going into the finals, Draymond would have been well aware of him not being not of him not getting into anything like that as far as a skirmish when it comes to LeBron James. Plus, he called LeBron James the B word, and LeBron James like cried about that, and that bothered me, man. I'm saying to myself, "Come on, LeBron, you stepped over the man." That's why I couldn't give Kiki Vandeweghe and and the rest of the um and, and the rest the of that le- the league office any type of credit for doing anything because LeBron. It initiated that by stepping over him and he said words to LeBron and LeBron went crying about that about him calling me this that and other so I don't respect him on that aspect man or that end of it well I mean you're absolutely right there's a lot of things that you brought up um, you know if you want to really break down the scope of that series I do know a couple of things there was a gentleman by the name of Kyrie Irving that was dropping about 40 a game also that was sitting there side by side with LeBron James that technically won the championship for the Cavaliers after he hit that dagger three, and LeBron just happened to make the game-winning dunk. Uh, the game-winning block, actually, uh, the game-saving block on uh, Andre Iguodala um, <clears throat> for that game seven. To kind of caveat off of what you said, um, you know, you can, you know, I understand where, you know, I think it was like over 52 years that the city of Cleveland hasn't won a city championship until like the Cleveland Browns and Jim, the Jim Brown days. So I get it. He came home. He did what he was supposed to do. But like you said, BB, um, you can't, you know, I don't, I don't think Michael Jordan's ever outright said I'm the, the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, I don't think Magic Johnson said he brought up Kobe Bryant, um, who I think to this day is the closest thing to Michael Jordan that I've ever seen play the game of basketball. Not saying that he was good as Michael Jordan, but I'm saying that his game reminded me the most of Michael Jordan. Um, so with that being said, you've never heard, heard any of these all-time greats who have paid the way for LeBron James uh, self, you know, outright just say that they are the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, like you said, I think, man, I don't know, bro, because I think you and I are a dying breed, because I think you and I are probably, the, I think I'm going to be the last generation that could say I got to see LeBron James and Michael Jordan play. So these little young Thundercats that are running around here, you know, doing the floss dance and playing Fortnite and whatnot, they're only going to be able to see the things that LeBron James did. But on the other hand, I got to see the great Michael Jordan play. And it's, you you know, you, you're a little, you know, you got a couple years up, up on the game ahead of me. Man, it's hard to sit there and say that uh, LeBron James is better than uh, Michael Jordan. But the more and more I look at it, the more and more I see what he brings to the game, and it's how much how much attention, like you said, is being drawn to LeBron James. It's so hard not to sit there, and uh, it's really really hard to to say that Jordan is better than LeBron. Um, you know, that's definitely you know something that'll be talked about for you know eternity until the next LeBron James or Michael Jordan comes coming along around the court. But like you said, BB. Um, I'm to the point where I like LeBron James for all the philanthropy acts that he's doing with everything that he's doing off the court. But the things that he's doing basketball related is starting to annoy me. Um, when I say it's starting to annoy me, it's just like, okay, LeBron, you got the show on HBO. You got the other show, More Than Athlete. Um, you had the other show, uh, more uh, Shut Up and Dribble. Like, you got all these media outlets, and it's just like, are you really in it to win with the Lakers, or are you just trying to build your brand at this point? So you got to ask yourself that question because – even when Jordan was at the Wizards, like, he was still trying to win games. Like, it wasn't like he was just out there just hooping just to be hooping. And I just feel like right now, I feel like that's what LeBron James is doing. <clears throat> is that because he's when he's gone over to Hollywood and it's almost like he's become this Hollywood thing. He's just more about building the brand as opposed to really trying to win rings. Um, that's just what I see personally, and that's just my personal views on it. Um, but like I said, I never heard Michael Jordan sit there and say he was the greatest of all time. He said, you know, I'll let y'all be the deciding factor who you think is the greatest. So... You know, that's just what I see off of the man. Yeah, well, and, and that that makes sense. That's why LeBron went there and signed a four-year contract. And what he did was he set himself up for the future as far as having, uh, because he has media companies and he knows and he wants to be in films and he wants to produce these, sh- just like these shows that he's doing. So he definitely went to set himself up, uh, set himself up for the future. Now, 
the Lakers, if you keep them intact, they're going to have a, a, a pretty good team. But they're, they're not going to be able to keep them intact if they want to bring in the, the big-name free agents um, and things like that. I don't know uh, what type of salary cap uh, they have that the, the, the Los Angeles Lakers enough. have. They got enough to sign, I believe, two max free agents. But from what I'm looking at, I don't see anybody really... I would be shocked if anybody comes there. The only person I could see is coming would be Anthony Davis, and that would be uh, literally trading your assets away. So your Josh Hart, your Brandon Ingrams, Kuzma, and Lonzo Ball, I would assume that three out of the four of those players would have to go in order to get Anthony Davis. But I've already heard that uh, Kawhi Leonard, he doesn't want to go there. Uh, He said that he would rather go to the Clippers. Um, I could see Jimmy Butler really staying in Philly, if you ask me, BB. I think he likes it over there. I can't see Klay Thompson leaving. You know, there's scuttlebutt saying that KD might come out there. I can tell you right now, KD will probably go to either, somehow he'll either stay at Golden State, he'll either go to the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, or go to the Clippers before. Or, side note, I can actually kind of see him going down to H-Town and hanging up with his homeboy and James Harden if they can figure something out. Because I know Houston got a lot of uh, no-state tax money out there down there in Houston with the Rockets as well, so we'll see what ends up happening, but I just can't see myself uh, seeing a big-time free agent coming to the Lakers right now. And here's the thing, too, when it comes to uh, when it comes with uh, to, to LeBron James. You know, I, I don't know the, the, the greatest of all time is such a subjective type of question, man. I mean, because you have people who, who watched you know, Bill Russell in his day, and, mm-hmm. and, and the, he's the greatest to them. Or they watched um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson. I mean, Larry Bird can even make a case for it. I mean, if LeBron is going to say that, Larry Bird has put up similar numbers or uh, better numbers, maybe. Well, not better as far as points are concerned. But if you look at Larry Bird's career, I mean, he could say that, hey, look, LeBron, I was you before you, bro, doing this type oh, of thing. Sure. So. Uh, so it's a very or Kevin Durant even at that point yeah so and and it's a very subjective question based on who you ask everybody have their has their own opinion so what I would say is LeBron is the greatest of this era I will will, and that's all he should leave it as he's like well Michael was the greatest of his era you know Kobe was the greatest of his era him and Tim Duncan you can say that but you know I'm the greatest of, of, of my era because now you have these kids growing up you know, watching LeBron and they want to be LeBron. They don't want to be, you know, Jordan Michael because they're or Kobe or because they don't know that much about him. You're right. So, You're absolutely right. Yeah, You're absolutely so. right. So um, I was going to say one thing I will say about the difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Mike never had to go to another city to win a championship. Mike never had to sit there and make phone calls to get people to come to him to win championships. Mike stat stayed in Chicago his whole his whole career and, and, and went with the growing pains and, and went through all the ups and downs in Chicago for him to get to the promised land. And it took Mike a long time to win that first championship. But a lot of people don't realize it, it was a minute before he won it. So, you know, that's one thing that I always, you know, look at Mike. And then also, you know, the brother six to know in the playoff in the finals with six finals MVPs. And I think LeBron is three and six. If yeah. I'm mistaken, if my, if my memory recalls me. So, you know, I always, I always take that into consideration as well. Not to mention, Mike never went to a game seven, too. So, plus, know, Mike. Those, all, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, you know, all those tangibles always kind of, you know, keep keep my mind, you know, keep me in, in check of, you know, how great Michael Jordan was. You know, the fact that he was probably the greatest competitor of all time is just that, you know, the dude never even went to a game seven in, in, in the NBA Finals, let alone, you know, lost, lost the NBA Finals. So, that just tells me, you know, how much of a competitor he was alone. Plus, Mike knew when to let it go, man. Mike, Mike was like, "Look, my hair ain't gonna grow in this part. My hairline is, <laughs> is not not the best, so I'm just gonna have to let this thing go." But I will. Not only that, <laughs> you do. You brought that a good point. But I will say this: LeBron is 34, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, Michael Jordan retired from the Bulls. Was he 36? Or, was he 35 or 36, BB? Oh, I don't. That I don't remember. Because I want to say he was either like 35 or 36 in 97, and he was still the greatest player by far. Like, it wasn't even like, I couldn't even think, I, who was the second best player in the league? Would it, would it be Scotty that year, or like, or during that time? Ooh. 97, 98? Man, I don't know, man, because it was a lot of good players during that time, man. I, 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 it was a lot. It was, you know, some, it was, it was still, Hill. I don't know. Scotty, Scotty was, was definitely, uh, um, around that time, but I mean, Hakeem was Hakeem still in the league at that time? He was still there, but they had, you know, they had won their two championships and they had kind of started faltering off 
Um, yeah. I don't even do yeah, so yeah, but I'm like the, the, the way I get to go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm listening. No, what I was saying, what I was getting to it, even with Mike at I wanna say he had it been 35 his last year, um, if not 36. What I'm with the point of me saying how good Mike was, even at his last year. You, you, like you see how you and I are even sitting there trying to just reach to figure out who the second best player was in the league yeah. like that just shows you just how many light years ahead Mike was compared to I mean because you, you like you said they had Hakeem, Shaq, Charles was still there um, I think uh, 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 Patrick Ewing was around, Penny Hardaway was still you know getting it in so there was a lot of players but you know like you said I can't think of a second I can't I can't tell you who the second best player probably would have been I mean you could sit there and say Carl Malone because I think he won the MVP the regular season MVP uh, two years in a row but other than that man it's, it's slim pickings bro so that 96 <laughs> 90 that 96 97 98 run that the uh, um, that the, the Bulls, Bulls won yeah because they went they what 91 92 93 was the first one right? mm-hmm. so in, in that second run they played utah twice right utah twice and seattle once and seattle once and so i'm trying to think who was i so mean gary payton sean sean kim that, that, John Stocks, they had a squad them. too yeah deadly shrimp and uh and the boys over there uh yeah man i can't even sit there until i uh i mean yeah, I can't even. I mean, AI was just a young, young Thundercat. Kobe was just getting in the league, throwing up air balls. So, and what I'm saying is, now you look at LeBron right now at 34. He's probably the best player in the league. But I mean, you got KD, you got Steph, you got Kawhi, you got Jimmy, uh, 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 Joel and B. Like you got a lot of good players that are, you know, that are that are close. You know, and I'm not saying they're better than, but they, there's a lot of relevant players around there, um, around LeBron's generation. You know, you can still even give up the argument when LeBron was playing. You know, a lot of people sat there and said Dwayne Wade was, you know, once upon a time, even, you know, up there with uh, LeBron when Dwayne Wade first got in the league. So, you well, know, well, it, it, well, let me ask you something, though, E, since we're on this. So, but here's the thing, though. Here, Here's the thing. When we talk about that, though, we, you know, we talk about, okay, so I'll say, let's just say Kevin Durant, for example. Like, okay. Kevin Durant is the second best player, you know, in the league right now to LeBron James. But when I look at LeBron and his overall I mean, I mean, LeBron. LeBron is like less than a hundred assists away from being in the top ten as far as assists is concerned, and that's what makes him the greatest of all time for me. So when I look at, I'm like, who can we say outside of maybe Kawhi Leonard that is on that level when it comes to LeBron James? Like LeBron takes his game up. You know, you got like okay, like Durant and, and Durant and Curry, <laughs> even Harden. Like their specialty is scoring. LeBron's specialty is scoring. LeBron's specialty is assist, seeing the court, playing the point guard position, um, mm-hmm. being able to uh, defend. Well, he isn't an, an elite defender like he used to be because he's getting older. But like that's what I mean. I'm like so like I don't know who would be actually second. Like I said, outside of Kawhi Leonard now. Uh, in, in that aspect, uh, I think you got me a checkmate right there, big bro. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's hard. You know, it's really hard to sit there and say who's the next LeBron. I mean, the the the, the prototype, the actual DNA. You know, LeBron 2.0. I could sit there and say would probably be uh, there's a young guy by the name of Ben Simmons that's lurking around here if he can develop a jump shot. Um, yeah, I mean. He's been in the league two well look two technically years. technically two what years. three years, but you know, yeah. since I hate because I mean you can get a rookie of the year if you sit out your whole year because you're hurt. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But right, I mean right, 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 right. in his in his two year career of actually being on the court, he just hit his longest jumper at twenty two feet the other day and the time clock was running out. That's the only reason he shot it. He's scared yeah. to shoot. That's why yeah, I can't so take I'm... him serious, bro. I can't take him serious. I'm like, if you can't develop a jump shot knowing that you haven't been able to shoot since college. Like at some point in time, bro, I, I can't keep watching all these YouTube videos and these Snapchat videos and these videos that go on Twitter of you with a shooting coach and then you scared to take jumpers. Yeah, I, I don't know what his deal is. Him and uh, what's the other young, young Thundercat down there? I call him WebMD because he always coming up with some crazy... Uh, uh, Markel Fultz? Yeah, I call him WebMD, man, because he always got some type <laughs> of crazy... Some type of crazy uh, 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 prognosis that's been assigned to him where you literally got to go on Web, WebMD to be like, man, they were sitting here. His team was out here reaching to sit there and figure something out on what's wrong with him. So, um, yep. yeah, but but yeah, it, it, I, 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. So I like LeBron, but I'm just kind of getting tired of LeBron James on the court. I love everything he's doing off the court, but bro, like he got to, I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, maybe you just got to chill. But, you know, that's neither here or there. I just wanted to bring it to your attention because, all right, we haven't talked about that. We've talked about almost every other thing else going on in the world, but we haven't got to got We haven't had a chance to talk about that. So, um, with that being said, man, um, something that we do like to talk about, you and I, is, you know, what what things that uh, come to our attention and things that we definitely like to address, man. So, you know, the last, the regular season of the National Football League wrapped up this past Sunday night, and usually the Monday the Monday, the very next day, following um, the regular season is usually called Black Monday. And it's usually called Black Monday due to the fact that um, we, I don't know if we should, I don't know if the word we celebrate or we, 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 we're, we're full off the gluttony of seeing these NFL coaches get out of a job. But I mean, at the flip side, I mean, they're making millions of dollars as well. So, I mean, you can take that for however you want to, you know, see it as. But, you know, we got, we saw, I believe, I think it was like, there's eight HUD coaching changes. Um, in the league right now, and two of them were already vacated in the middle of the season with uh, Hugh Jackson getting fired out of the Cleveland Browns and Mike McCarthy out of the Green Bay Packers getting fired. But we also see um, Todd Bowles from the New York Jets get fired, um, Vance Joseph from the Denver Broncos get fired, and then uh, uh, my guy Steve Wilkes out of Arizona get fired, which to me, if I'm not mistaken, BB, I'm not a mathematician, but there's 32 teams in the NFL, right? Yeah. So out of 32 teams in the NFL, if I my math does me correctly, that means there's only two minority coaches. Well, technically three minority coaches in the NFL. Uh, the third was Rob Rivera. Yep, you're right. So, um, BB, you cover the Houston, Texas, you know, religiously down there in Houston, Texas, and you know, you're also. Um, a columnist as well. What is going on with the Rooney Rule? And I mean, what I mean, th- th- this there has to be. I mean, Steve Wilkes, man, come on, bro. They sat there and gave this man literally sixteen game a sixteen game sample for him to figure out what was going on. Oh yeah, Marvin Lewis out of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals got fired, but I'm not gonna lie. I think he should have went. He should have been gone like two years ago just off of performance alone. But with that being said, I mean, we got Steve Wilkes that literally only got a one year sample, and he was fired. Um, meanwhile, you got cats like, uh, you know, uh, the guy in, in, in Miami who's got, you know, more than enough breaks to sit there and try to figure it out. Mike McCarthy Adam Gates. Before, Adam Gates, yeah. Uh, Adam Gates got, you know, three or four years. Uh, the guy in Tampa Bay, uh, Dirk Cutter, he got so many years to uh, figure things out. Uh, why, why? Let me ask you a question. Why do we have, why as minority minorities in the National Football League, why are we on such a short lease compared to these other coaches out here? that are running around just getting a free pass. Hey, brother, listen, I'm going to tell you, like I said on the show today, we, we, we still we still cleaning up, if you know what I mean by that. We're still yeah. we're, we're still cleaning up, man, and these guys get these, uh, you know, the, I talked with a, um, um, a guy, a local sports guy um, here today when we were down at the Texans facility, and, you know, he's a huge Jets fan, and he's like, well, Todd Bowles deserved to be fired because – He's a bad coach. He does. He has bad time management. He doesn't do the defense right. You know, he's just overall a bad coach. And I said, and I understand that. I said, but I mean, Todd Bowles had Christian Hackenberg and you know, and, and people like that before he got Sam Darnold. You look at it. He, he got Sam Darnold this year, and then uh, you know he's playing with a rookie, but this is the best quarterback he's ever had. Hugh Jackson, Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback he had. He had Kevin Hogan. Matter of fact, Kevin Hogan played for the Jets as well. Um, he had Rock Kevin Oswald Hogan, RG, yeah, RG3. You know, so he didn't have the best. But as soon as you give him Baker Mayfield, then you fire him. You look at Steve Wilkes, a guy who only had one year behind uh, a rookie quarterback who I think potentially will be good, Vance Joseph. Look at all the bad quarterbacks he had. But, and he had a general manager who was one of the top five uh all-time greatest when it comes to uh, playing the quarterback position who's a bad evaluator of talent. I've, I've always, I've been on record by saying Michael Jordan and John Elway are the worst when it comes to evaluating talent, but the best at their craft when they were playing. When they were in the league, they were the best, but you know, outside of evaluating any type of talent, they're no good. When it comes to these African-American coaches, man, I I, I will say this. the, the uh, With the addition of uh, now, 
you know, with the addendum added to the Rooney Rule, which uh, states that an outside entity has come in and they have com- compiled a list. Now they compile a list every year of uh, qualified minority qualified minority coaches that they have to look at. They have to mm-hmm. look at these at these um, uh, um, people as candidates and supposed to give them interviews. And here's the thing, E, that a lot of people don't take into consideration either. If you think that it's bad as far as the uh, uh, African-American head coaches are concerned, what do you think it looks like in, as far as general managers are concerned? With Ozzie oh, some retiring this year, what is it? How many is left? Like two, maybe? Uh, I don't even know if it's two because Reggie McKenzie from the Ra- uh, the Raiders got fired earlier this year as well. So uh, I don't know how I don't know how many uh, minority GMs there are in the NFL to be honest with you. Baby. And speaking of you know, and speaking of uh, of that, like your team, uh, which is the Oakland Raiders, they are the ones who who keep pushing, uh, you know, uh, uh, pushing and pushing this rule to the brink of, I mean, pushing it to its limits. I mean, they didn't. Who did they? What, what African American did they um, interview before they got John Gruden? That's the whole. Um, that was another scuttlebutt that took place when um, John Gruden got hired this year. BB, and that's. A, I'm glad you actually brought that up. Um, yeah. You know, there was possibly you know the Raiders may have been tampering with jumping the gun and just assume you know just giving John Gruden the position without even going through the whole proper channels of the interview process of utilizing the room remote rule and bringing in a minority as uh, potentially um, interviewing for the head coach. There was no names that I know of that went public saying that, hey, um, Jim Codwell is, is uh, interviewing for the Raiders uh, coaching position or uh, 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 Lovey Smith. I'm just, just don't name just, you know, African-American coaches off the top of my head right now. Lovey Smith, you know, he, he can be a potential coach for the uh, Raiders or anybody like that. Um, I didn't see any of that out there. And there was, there was huge, uh, scuttlebutt that, that that might have taken place but you know I don't know what happened it's one of those things where somebody starts talking about it and then they just go go off the grid if you know what I mean and um, then so I and think- then E y'all turn right back around <laughs> and when it comes to hiring general managers you hire a guy they, they didn't interview any African Americans for oh minorities let's just say that they didn't hire any minority I mean look at or interview any minorities and then you go out and you get a guy who once said that he would take Blake Borders over Cam Newton and this is the mm-hmm. guy that you're bringing in to evaluate the talent, which really, uh, John Gruden just needed a yes man, man. When, when Mike Mayock, Mike Mayock yeah. is your new general manager, bro. And like, what has he ever done, you know, that will say, hey, man, you're going to be a great general manager? Well, yeah, and I think his scouting on uh, Cam Newton was this is a guy who's just going to be worried about trying to make millions of dollars. And I think he had Blake Bortles and Josh Locker. I think if I'm not saying, I think I'm saying his name right. Uh, Jake, Jake Locker out of the University of Washington ended up getting drafted by the Tennessee Titans. He said that those were the surefire picks. But in his defense, BB, and I'm not stalling him out of anything, everyone did have Jake Locker as well as uh, Blake Borders ahead of Cam Newton. Cam Newton just got hot at the right time, but everyone did have those two quarterbacks. Hindsight's always going to be 2020. And I'm not giving Mike Mayock any, any uh, 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 I'm not stalling him out or anything just because I'm, I'm not, I, I, I don't know anything besides the fact that. He was the he's a draft analyst on the NFL Network. Other than that, I don't know what he's done before that or currently, but that's the only thing I knew him off of. So, uh, you know, that was the going uh, trend was that uh, those two quarterbacks were ahead of Cam Newton because they thought that Cam Newton. And I think uh, uh, if you want to really get going between that as well, I think you can uh, kind of also see why they would probably say something like that of a Cam Newton. Um, who, who's a guy who ended up, you know, who practically played with one one arm as a quarterback this year, um, and yet they, you know, we already know how that kind of goes as far as trying to see, you know, these minority quarterbacks. You know, they they have to do everything, go to the moon, and bring the cheese back to just prove their worth that they can't be a quarterback of an NFL team, man. But um, you know, I look at some of these play, I look at some of these, uh, you know, possible coaching candidates that I saw. I saw one that said. Uh, the Bucks are very serious about bringing Brian Kelly of Notre Dame out here. Uh, I've seen, uh, I don't, you know, I haven't seen any minority coaches getting any nods again. I heard that Jim Codwell might be interested in coaching again, but you know, you know, once again, we still see, um, what's, 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 what's your boy's name down at the University of Houston that just got fired that was out here stripping uh, Ed, Ed, Ed Oliver out of his, uh, out of that jacket? Killing Major Apple White. Major Apple White, yeah. 
yeah, I heard that he might be trying to get a uh, he might be getting interviews for coaching, uh, uh, getting, uh, coaching now down here in the NFL. So it's just it's just really really interesting. And I don't know, I know I know one guy who I think is really good who's who's a, who should be a head coach would be uh, Edgar Bennett. Um, Edgar Bennett was a one uh, was offensive coordinator during um, Aaron Rodgers one of Aaron you know some of Aaron Rodgers' best years as the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. He's never ever ever been even offered a, a afforded opportunity to become a head coach. Um, but Edgar Bennett's a guy who I believe would be a great head coach, and he just knows the game of football. But yet nobody calls him. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening, man. But let me ask you this, BB: Are we going to have over or under four minority coaches next year in the NFL? Over. It'll be over. Over. Four. I mean, it's two now, right? It's two, three, three. Okay, so wait, you got uh, Ron Rivera? No, no. Is he black? He's a he's a Mexican. Oh, you talking about minority? Yeah, that's a minorities. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, it'll be it'll be definitely be over. I, I'll say it'll be at least if it's three now, it'll be at least uh, five. At least five. There'll be two more um, um, that that will be hired. Hugh Jackson may get that job in Cincinnati <coughs> only because I think the owner just like having black coaches. That's the that's the first thing. Second thing is that there, there'll be some other opportunities um, out there for some of these coaches. But, I mean, yeah, it, I, so I'll, to answer your question, I'll say it'll be over five. I don't know, man. I, I'm going to take the under, man, because I think Hugh Jackson will get – he'll probably get the job at Cincinnati. Why he'll get it, I don't I don't really know. Um, it ain't really like they setting him up for success um, down there, but that's Hugh, that's been Hugh Jackson's M.O., um, but he was offensive coordinator for 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 uh, Marvin Lewis, and they did pretty good while he was there before he went to uh, Cleveland. So, I mean, we'll see. But I really can't see anybody else getting a nod. Maybe, um, what you gonna say? Uh, you think Jim Caldwell will come off come off the streets and get a coaching job? Vance Joseph, Jim Caldwell I mean, should man. I mean, two like time Super Caldwell. Bowl champion, sixty two and fifty um, over his career, man. And uh, you know, at Detroit. Yeah, he did. He he didn't do bad at um, you know, as a as a head coach. So I mean, but you also gotta think about it like this, man. Eric Eric B enemy out of the offensive coordinator of Kansas City is gonna get a job, bro. He's going to get a job. What about that other dude down there at Dallas who's like kinda like the co defensive uh he's like Chris Richards. Chris Richards. Yeah. 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 Uh I don't think I think that Jerry is going to pay him whatever amount of money he wants to stay. Gotcha. He knows probably, that uh, he's too good. He's too good an asset. Yeah, and probably groom him to be become the next coach if Dallas probably loses this weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's just I, I just wanted to definitely touch up on you about that because you know I think that's another subject that we haven't been able to really talk about um, this past couple of days with the holidays and whatnot. So um, <clears throat> it's never you know it's never fun to see coaches get fired, but it's never really. You know, I'm not going to lie. Marvin Lewis should have been gone like two years ago. So I completely understand Marvin Lewis. But like you said, Todd Bowles, I mean, these cats that only that had the rookie quarterback for one year, man, I just don't understand that. Two years, I get it. Um, but, you know, I, I just can't, I just can't understand what, what the what the trajectory is. But uh, if you had to sit there and see right now, BB, what is the best coaching vacancy? If you was like, man, I'd want to go there and coach that team, who would it be right now out of all the go- out of all of them? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Some of these guys, there's a majority of these teams. I'm like, I don't even know if I want the job, bro. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want the Jets job. I would not want the Cardinals job. I would not want Dolphins. Dolphins. I would not want Green Bay. Cleveland. You would take Cleveland? I mean, you think about it. You got a, a studded quarterback. You got a studded running back. You got a studded wide receiver. You got a stud. At, yeah, you got a stud that plays uh, defensive back. Doesn't Denzel Ward play for them? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, defensive Ward had a nice yeah. season too. Yeah, and you got Miles Garrett. Then you got the other two defensive linemen that are doing pretty good. I mean, you you got and you got a, a, a stud at tight end in Juku. So Cleveland is the best job out there right now. And they almost made the playoffs this year, believe it or not, with all the turmoil they had too. Kind of think of it. The, the, the one thing you got to worry about with Cleveland is. Has the culture changed? I mean, I've seen that they did win seven games this year, but I mean, last time I think that they won this large amount of games, they came back and lost. Like, I mean, they they went downhill the next three years. But you have a quarterback in in number six is what I like to call him because I don't like his on the field antics when it comes to Hugh Jackson. Neither so, do I. 
if, if he if he can get himself together when it uh if he can get himself together, then you gonna look at you're potentially looking at, you know, um a team that you know that's gonna be competitive. I think that the Ravens are gonna have that division on lock for a minute and Pittsburgh is in disarray. Cincinnati, they're never going to uh, flourish. And so nah, not at you're, all. You're, you're looking at a Cleveland team, man, uh, with all that, you know, with all of that potential that they have coming in that can give Baltimore a run for their money. Yeah, for sure. I think so as well. You know, um, it, yeah, I think out of all the coaching vacancies, I definitely think that uh, Cleveland is the, the most eye-appealing eye one. The second like, one, I guess you could say. I would like, and I would like if, so if, if you could get maybe wide receivers out at Arizona, I would like that too with Josh Rosen and Christian Kirk. But the fact that Larry Fitzgerald is older, I don't um, see anybody else. Got, oh, and I'm sorry. And uh, what's the uh, running back's name? Uh, David, David Johnson. Uh, David they, Johnson. So you got David Johnson, Christian Kirk, because Christian Kirk it, is going to be he's a, a baller. Great, yeah, yeah, he's a baller. A slot receiver that's going to that's going to flourish under the right coach. You just got to make sure you get the right offensive coach in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, we'll end up saying, you know, uh, we still got playoff football coming out this weekend. Um, we'll definitely touch upon that later on this weekend, early or early this weekend. Uh, but uh, kind of bring up something, man, that, uh, you know, I think that's coming up uh, is, you know, I, I named this one individual earlier in the show. Uh, I heard that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are wanting to give Brian Kelly um, $10 million a year to become the head coach. That's something that's out there. Um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts of Alabama against Clemson uh, for the third, fourth year in a row, third time for a championship? So here's my it, thing. Do I, if I had to take it on this year alone, based off everything, they are the two best teams in college oh, sure. football this year. What I'm tired of doing is seeing these teams play each other, man. It's going to get to a point to where they're going to have the, you're going to have people saying, man, look, we don't want to see this again. As a matter of fact, man, I don't know if you read the report, but the ticket sales have dropped tremendously for the uh, college football uh, for the national championship game. And I can answer that question. I can location, answer that question. Right? Location. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, well, I, 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 well, I'll let you finish and I can definitely answer that part because that's, that's all me all over the place. But go ahead. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I was just going to say that, um, you know, with, with, with that, I'm tired of seeing them. That's why I, I'm, a, I'm a huge um, advocate for there being eight teams. And if you look at the top eight teams this year, am I saying that those any of those teams can beat Alabama? I don't know. Am I saying that any those teams can beat Clemson? On any given Saturday, it could happen. And, you know, you never know. Now you cut down the preparation time for Nick Saban to be able to prepare for, uh, you know, some like like a uh, um, these teams that they have to play. You gave them two weeks to prepare for Oklahoma. Same thing with Dabo Sweeney. So if you cut those down, you yeah, cut that time from the, Yeah. You, you cut that down and let and make them play the next week. Tua's not healthy. They got two weeks for Tua to get healthy. Now you're playing with Jalen Hurts. And you never know what type of, uh, you know, game plan. You put Urban Meyer in there. You put John Harbaugh. They may be able to switch something up, man, and and they have the teams to be able to do it. They just what lost during the time, you know, during the season. So I, I would, I would say that. I mean, because the NCAA, if they, if they have anything to say with it, man, you can go to it. Ask you'd be like Alexa, in twenty twenty four, who name me one team in college football that's going to be in the uh, in the in the college football playoffs? They're gonna say. Alabama Crimson Tide, roll tide. <laughs> They're just gonna be there forever, bro. So you just yeah. gotta find ways to be able to, you know, and, and to make it more interesting, man. I mean, you don't know what a healthy UCF team could do. You don't know what a healthy, mm-hmm. uh, um, I mean, not a healthy, but a, a Ohio State team with uh, the potential uh, number one quarterback in the draft and in, in, uh, Haskins coming <laughs> out. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. man. So that that's just my thought on it, my viewpoint. Oh, you're absolutely right. And then to not well, let me ask you this question. Is no was Notre Dame a top eight team this year, man? No. Nah, I sat there and did I would I've been busting Notre Dame all over the head all year long. And I kept saying that they are not a top eight team. They are not a top four team. And once again, they got blasted out of the waters. Like, when are we gonna stop when are we gonna stop giving Notre Dame the benefit of the doubt? 
I don't care if they run the table if they lose one game. They do not deserve to be in the New Year's Six game. Hell, I'd rather see UCF without a quarterback sit than be in the college football playoff game before I sit there and see Notre Dame ever again. Like, Notre Dame either needs to A, get in the conference, or B, beef, B beefing up that schedule because nobody cares. And, you know, here's what, the, here's what I have a problem with college football, and this is why I don't really watch college football. I keep up with it just due to the fact that I'm in the profession, but this is the reason why I'm such... I'm not really all in for college football. One, we have way too many bowl games, and you got too many too many notable players that are sitting out preparing for the draft. So, like you said, BB, if you do open up the the, uh, uh, the college football playoffs to about eight teams, then it gives you know your 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 marquee players more of that chance of you know instead of preparing for the draft, maybe they want to do this last hoorah with their boys and actually try to play these college football playoff games. Number two, you know, you brought up a point that ticket sales are probably terrible. Um, it's location, BB. You got two teams from the South that are going to literally the, as far as west as you could possibly get. I'm going to tell you right now, BB, where that game is being played at, there is zero interest in college football, BB. Like, no interest at all. Um, you do got Stanford that's potentially always a top 25 team a year. Um, Cal Berkeley ain't been relevant since Marshawn Lynch, Deshaun Jackson, and uh, Aaron Rodgers played there when they were ranked number two, and that was almost, you know, more than 10 years ago. So, Oh, hey bro, man. wait, hey, hold on, hold on. Can, let me let me side note. Hey man, how come I didn't know for a long time that Aaron Rodgers went to a community college first? You didn't know that? Bro, I didn't know that for the longest time that I was like, wait a minute, he went where? To a community college and then got and the only reason he got to Cal was because their first choice that they wanted uh backed out of the um scholarship and went somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers was a was a, uh, was a JUCO transfer. I think Marshawn Lynch was too. I could be wrong. Oh, so but yeah, I, I, I didn't think about that. But yeah, so yeah, Cal hasn't been relevant in a in, in a very long time. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So location, I knew from Jump Street once when I seen those two teams go. I already knew ticket sales were plummeting. Um, if I didn't have to work on Monday, I probably was scooping tickets up for the level and take a quick little trip back to the house, but. Nah, bro. I got a fitness appointment on Monday. I got to hit up, so I ain't, I ain't going to that game. But what's the flight though? That... How long it take to get out there and get back though? Oh, I can get there in the morning and come back that night, or come back early enough in the morning to come back uh, and just go straight to work. Because man, listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm, I'm on this website, bro, that uh, that 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 has these type of tickets, and if I win this lottery, I will be on a plane on uh, Sunday morning <laughs> headed out. To what is it, Santa Clara, right? Yeah, BB, you hey, got one ticket or two. Uh, it, it it would probably be uh, it, it'd probably be two if I could get them. Uh, but uh, uh, go to your talk. dentist appointment, man. Go to your dentist let's... appointment. Your boss is gonna listen to this, bro. Go to your dentist. Yeah, appointment. yeah, yeah, yeah. She coming. That would be her first day back from vacation too. I don't know all that. So yeah. So yeah. So what? Yeah, you definitely don't need those issues. <laughs> Listen, we just talked about black men getting fired, man. And now you're trying to lose your job by going to watch Nick Saban uh, win another national championship. Hey, uh, hey, E, so where, the, where they're playing at, is, is it the Levi Stadium where San Francisco yeah, 49 is that's playing? Exact, that's exactly what they're playing at, yes, Did sir. They bu- so they build it out in a – because some, somebody said on Twitter that it's the – like it's not great for a football game, but if you're talking, about, if you want to have a corporate event, it's the best place to be. That's exactly what it is. So I personally have not been to a San Francisco 49er game since they moved out there, and I I didn't realize until I went home last weekend that that stadium's been open for five years now. I didn't know that. Like it's has it? that fast. Yeah, it's been open for five years now. I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Time flies, bro. You keep saying Merry Christmas, man. You start getting old, bro. Man, listen, in 10 days, I turned 47 years old, bro. So I definitely understand. Let the church say amen on that. <laughs> uh, let me say amen the morning of. That's what I'm trying to make it to. <laughs> but yeah, so, man, so. That's Silicon was, Valley where the stadium is? Bro, so literally from what I've been told, because I've driven by the stadium, but I haven't paid attention. So when I was a kid, there was this great, there was a, there was a, uh, there was a theme park, which is still out there called Paramount's Great America. And that's where everybody used to go during the summer, you know, sit and get your jollies on. From what I'm told, they share that Levi Stadium shares the same parking lot as the theme park for their games. Wow. Okay. And so, so the stadium is literally dead smack in the middle of the neighborhood. And when they've opened up the stadium, the neighborhoods where where they were in protest of having Thursday night games there because they were said that it would it would you know people got families they're trying to get their kids to sleep or they got to go to work on Friday morning like they don't care about football and why would you sit there and have this big loud stadium 
right here in the middle of this neighborhood. And so they were protesting against like parking and how things are supposed to be. Um, they made it really inconvenient for like locals in San Francisco to travel all the way up to Santa Clara because like you got to legit catch like a train that's like an hour away if you're not traveling. And even if you want traveling without traffic, it's like a 40 minute drive. Wow. <laughs> so, so it's a great corporate event. Like you there, you know, you got a sponsor like Budweiser or something like that. And you just tag along with them boys. It's a great corporate event. But as far as like, you know, trying to sit there and uh, 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 try to go for a game or just for a family, eh, it ain't looking good, baby. So, uh, but yeah, I, 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 who do you think is going that way? I think that Bama's going to sit there and hit them boys over the head, man. Man, listen, when you're playing without your one of your best defensive linemen based off of something that the NCAA has deemed, I don't even know, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life when it comes to that, bro. But um, when when you, you, you they don't, they're playing without one of their strongest weapons. Plus, I just don't know how, mo, mo, Sunshine ain't that mobile, but you do have uh, ETN who has never taken a loss behind line of scrimmage since he's been uh, playing the running back position. So, like, they have a formidable running game, and they have good wide receivers. So, it's, right. I put it like this, it's going to be very interesting. I can see, I can see Clemson winning it, but you have to rattle Tua. If you don't rattle Tua, you will not. If you let him stay on his spots and throw the ball to Judy and Waddle, He's going to mm-hmm. kill you, man. He's going to kill you all day long. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. So it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, man, I, I think I think Bama's going to get him just because that offense is just. I, I think it's safe to say this is probably the best ever offense I think Nick Saban has had, man. Yeah, and that's right. that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot, man. So moving on, hey, BB, man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. If you win them tickets, bro, I think I you might ain't. have to pull the trigger. I'm, like, hey, bro, we going, we going, we bro, going. Bro. If I win the tickets, I'm not gonna even let you know until I get there that um that I have it. You you won't. I'm not gonna play with your live. Hey, bro, look. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what part of the house you are, you're in, but go ask your go 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 ask your significant other right now what she feel up feel about you skipping work and going to the national championship game. Let me tell you. All right, so me and you we we, we damn your best friends, baby. So I'm gonna tell you the secret. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you a secret. Monika knows the secret because she actually gave me the green light on this one. Uh, so you know I don't like talking about the 2016 season of the Golden State Warriors. So I have yeah. a good I have a good friend of mine back in the Bay Area that's a season ticket holder, and so it was the first round against the Houston Rockets where Steph Curry got hurt, and she was like, "Wow, man, tickets! The ticket demand when Steph Curry is not in the game, you could tell the difference." She was like, "Hey, I got two tickets um, for t- uh, for tomorrow night's game." And so I was stationed in Florida, BB, um, in the aviation. I was living in Jacksonville, Florida. Me and Monique was living in Jacksonville, Florida. I said, man, let me hit this girl up. Let, let me hit my friend Myra up and see how much these tickets are, man. So she told me how much the tickets were. I told Monique, I said, hey, tickets is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And she said, so you trying to go? And I said, yeah. I said, can I? And she was like, how much are plane tickets? So I said, let me look it up. So when I told her, you know, how much I was able to get everything, the travel package, including the two tickets, I said, this is what it is. She was like, all right, so you not going to go to work tomorrow? I was like, nah. She was like, okay then. So, never say never with the queen, bro. Yeah, and until your um, boss who <laughs> who subscribes to this podcast goes back and listens and says, oh, you called in sick, but you were, you know, you were talking to Big Sarge <laughs> about going I'm to a, I'm a, to, I might talk about I might chirp, chirp a little something in her ear uh, tomorrow and let her know. So, you bet if you're listening, we love you. I hope you had a great, great, great uh, two weeks off. But uh, the kid might not be in Monday. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, so, uh, <laughs> and who's BB? Yeah, we'll yeah, keep me posted, bro. Because uh, if you do, I might bring some uh, a gift in hand, aka maybe some retro lovers. Man, listen. If I if I do, then I ain't got. I can't afford to be giving you money in hand. Now you, I'll be like, you take a, you got a payment plan or something? Can I cash nah, out some food stamps? Nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it, man. Anyways, <sighs> moving on, man. We got to definitely talk about uh, this last subject before we get up on out of here, man. And we're just gonna scrub it over real quick, man. What's going on with Antonio Antonio Brown and the Pittsburgh Steelers? I, man, they looking bad, bro. Mike Tomlin, bro. It's Mike yeah, Tomlin it's allowing. Mike Tomlin allowing the team to do whatever they want to do and giving too much, uh, giving full autonomy to a quarterback who needs to retire. 
Yeah, man. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think Omar Epps has looked at his team and told them they got the juice now? Huh, you know what I mean? Hey, look, cause uh, uh, some one of the uh, ownership is gonna come in in a minute and say, "Look, I know that we only had three coaches uh, since nineteen the nineteen sixties, but we're, yeah, yeah. And we're we're about to have a fourth one because you've totally lost control." And it wasn't. It, it isn't so much the fact that they don't have talent, but they don't. They just like he's lost complete control of being able to keep them in line, bro. They 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 look they just. They, Go ahead. The inmates are the inmates are running the asylum, bro. For real, for real. It for reminds real, me for of, real. This reminds me of when you got a company. You okay? So I know you've been on. You was a lot. You was on a line unit. I know for a fact that you sat there and seen that like you know alpha company. Just you just looking at me like, bro. Every weekend they sitting there getting called. You know, a, a recall formation on Saturday at three o'clock because somebody sat there and jacked up or did something wrong. And you just looking at me like, bro, what is going on with them boys over there? Because they too talented. They too disciplined. They got two good enough soldiers. But what is going on? And you start looking at the commander, the first song, the battalion commander, battalion song major. Like, oh, this jokers is ate up, and it trickles down, and it starts. It's just a a, a, a trickle down effect. And like you said, I just think that uh, uh, I like to call Mike Tomlin Omar Epps, but I think I think it's just all on him, man. He's just he just ain't got a grip of the team, man, at all, bro. And um, and you know, um, I, I would just say this, man. It's it's going to. You know, it's it, it it's funny because, you know, you're gonna now you're depending on uh, players like Juju Smith-Schuster and and uh, James Conner, and it's funny that people are making Juju like this. Oh man, we can let we can let Antonio go because we got Juju and Juju gonna do this and Juju gonna do that. Well, somebody needs to ask Juju when Le'Veon Bell was there, who who was the second leading wide receiver, and Juju was there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Juju's getting all this running, this hype because Le'Veon isn't there. If Le'Veon was there, we'd still be talking about does Juju have the potential to be this, that, and the other. You're absolutely right. Not to mention, you know, Abe, Antonio Bryant still had over 100 catches and I think he had 15 touchdowns and yeah, 15 touchdowns. Yeah, and then I, I don't know how you know I know he had over a thousand yards receiving this year as well. So I mean, you got to think of you know AB a, was covered, you know, doubled and maybe triple covered a lot, and you know. Juju Smith Schuster just kind of could reap the benefits off of it. So I want to, I want to, I want to just end this end the segment real quick off this, BB. If you're Mike Mal- Malloy, whatever, what's this new GM of the Raiders, man? What's his name? Mike Mike Malloy. Oh, uh, okay. uh, Mike uh, Mayock. Mike Mayock. If you're Mike Mayock, do you call uh, do you call uh, the Steelers up and see if they want to sit there and take one of these three first round draft picks for AB? Listen, if if I'm if if I'm uh, Mike Tomlin, I'm saying to myself. Oh, so you want to act a fool, AB? I'm gonna send you to Oblivion and send him to the Raiders. I send him there. I would send him there for one of the first round draft picks, right? You would, you. Yeah, I, would, yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. You might as well. Right. So I, I thought I thought about that today, and I, I said, you know, I don't see. I, I would be okay if the Raiders were to give up one of those because the two, only one of them is the top ten pick, and the other ones are going to be in the twenties, late first rounders because of the. The Bears and the uh, Cowboys made it to the playoffs, so they're going to be late first rounders anyway. So I would try to give up one of those draft picks to try to try to get Antonio Bryan and maybe like a sixth or seventh round draft pick to go with that first rounder. Yep, exactly. So exactly. Um, and if that happens, just make sure that I get my credit too. Hey man, listen, I I, I think that uh, I, I I got a lot of credit come uh, like I'm talking about good credit too from uh, 2018. Yeah, you did. You do. So, <laughs> you do. So, you do. hey, with that being said, man, it's time for our big dummy of the day. So, uh, usually at the end of the show, we like to give a big dummy of the award out to anybody out there in society. So, BB, I'm going to let you have the floor. The floor is yours, my friend. So, my first big dummy award of 2019 goes to no other than the aforementioned Antonio Brown. Bro, you cannot uh, tell the franchise to pay you, and they they pay you the money. They allow you to twerk. They allow you to, to shake your booty <laughs> as much as you want to. They allow you to go live in in the locker room. They allow you to do all these things. You know, they like they allow you to do all the things that you want to do, and then you don't want to show up for work. Like Antonio, you gotta show up to work, bro. You can't go. You can't miss like you can't. There can't be three times that you miss work, and then you gonna show up like you gonna miss work. And then go show up to the company Christmas party like, hey, uh, so what are we doing today, y'all? And you then when things saying? ain't going your way, you leave at halftime. 
Yep, exactly. Cause you, so, because you didn't get your white elephant gift. Exactly. So you can't you you can't just sit there and 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 not show up to work. No matter what Ben says about you, no matter how many times you and Ben get into it, they're paying you to work, bro. So you have to show up to work, and showing up to work means coming to practice too. You can't you you're pulling the Le'Veon Bell when Le'Veon Bell said. You remember last year before they played mm-hmm. the Jaguars in the playoffs, Le'Veon showed up at the end of the walkthrough. Like, uh, right. what's going on? What right. y'all doing? Like what we right. doing right here? Like we're practicing, dude. That's what we're doing. The same where you were supposed to be. Do you even know the plays? And then they ended up losing, which started the end, end of the beginning of their demise. So Antonio Brown, all I'm gonna say is this: you know, instead of trying to go around here and beat up um, journalists, you remember, you know that story where he that was at the beginning he, of the year. Yes. So instead of instead of trying to beat up journalists and getting all upset and mad because you're not uh, you're not being um, um, targeted as much for from Ben Roethlisberger. You mad because Ben Roethlisberger got a new boo? Just go ahead, do your job, bro. Or like you say, get sent to oblivion. Yeah, man. I think you know. I, I got to thinking who I want to get my big dummy award. I was between him and uh 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 uh, uh the, the LeBron James situation. I got to give it to Antonio Brown because you brought up you brought up a whole slew of things that I completely forgot. Dude out here was twerking on stage. You know, he was even on Dancing with the Stars, as a matter of fact. So you're doing everything else with X, Y, and Z. But sitting there, like you said, showing up to work and doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like you said, you out here, out here, Snapchatting it up, got the selfie stick in the locker room, sitting there in the middle of a, a, a coach's briefing, um, talking about what they need to do, getting ready for New England the next week. And you out here uh, Snapchatting it up with with your fans, man. So, AB, man, um, I hope this is a reality check for you, man. And I hope that, like you said, I hope Omar Epps does see you oblivion, whether that's, man, what's one of the, I mean, it don't get no worse. San Francisco. I don't want him to San Francisco. I really don't because I think he's gonna ball out there. Like I can see, like I can see him liking it out there in San Francisco. Um, yeah. Like I can see him liking it out there. He need to go to the Raiders, who ain't got no home next year. So like you said, uh, uh, just plot out of my, uh, you know, plot something on the map, and you just gonna drop him in some beside Siberia, bro. Oh, could no you imagine Goodwin and Antonio Brown together with Jimmy G? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Or Nick Mullins. Or Nick Mullins. <laughs> Wait, hey, hold on. But uh, uh, they, uh, and I didn't mean to stop your your uh, big dummy award. But don't they have a? And now they have like a a, a good tight end as well, correct? Kittle, Kittle, yeah, Kittle was I, I, uh, Kittle has the NFL record for most receiving yards for as a tight end. Yeah, so like he he balling too. So hey man, look, Shanahan might be putting something together. He might be if he can get Jimmy G to uh, stay on the field uh, and not the DMs. Know. Yeah, and they exactly sliding out the DMs with them, uh, them industry uh, folk. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's got to be my big devil award. And you know, I'm a uh, we going we going end up end it with that that with uh, but tell me what they find you at BB. Hey, listen, you can find me every day at www.bigstarsportswithaz@theend.com. All my social media is on there, and you can listen to me live through that um, through the website. As um, 3 to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time um, every day. I mean, I'm sorry, Monday through Friday on Sports Talk with Big Sarge on the legendary KYLK and the all new 92.3 FM. And once again, my name is Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Countess. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. And breaking news, I actually am on Twitter now. So you can find me at T Compton on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at Eric Compton as well. Email the show, Sports Business, that's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can actually find me on the legendary KYOK every Thursday, 1.30, no, I'm sorry, 3.30 Central Standard Time on the legendary KYOK, where I have my own 30-minute segment with the legendary Big Star Sports Radio as well, out there at the legendary KYOK in Houston, Texas as well. Um, with that, that, Without that being said, uh, more than likely, uh, if players prayers go up and everything does work in our favor we might be at the national championship game other than that (laughs) we out we out
Thank you.